Hello, this is Gurmeher from newslaundry.com bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Tuesday, the 13th of June. Former CEO of Twitter, Jack Dorsey, has alleged that the Indian government made many requests to Twitter regarding the farmers' protests and the journalists critical of the government. In an interview with YouTube channel Breaking Point, Dorsey said that the Indian government exerted pressure and even threatened to shut down Twitter offices if they did not comply with the government requests. Dorsey said, and I quote, It manifested in ways such as, We will raid the homes of your employees, which they did. We will shut down your offices if you don't follow suit. And this is India, a democratic country. Unquote. He was referring to the Delhi police special cells raids at Twitter India's Delhi and Gurugram offices in May 2021 at the peak of the farmers' protest. Dorsey also said his experience in Turkey was very similar to India. However, Union Minister Rajiv Chandrasekhar said these allegations were an outright lie. He said that Dorsey's tenure at Twitter was marked by non-compliance with Indian law. He argued that the government's focus was on ensuring compliance with Indian laws as Twitter had repeatedly violated those laws between 2020 and 2022. Chandrasekhar claimed that Twitter, under Dorsey's leadership, did not accept the sovereignty of Indian law and displayed partisan behaviour by selectively removing misinformation. Notably, the Indian government is the highest requester of user account data in the world, surpassing the United States and Japan. During the farmers' protest, the government requested the removal of nearly 1,200 accounts suspected of having links to Khalistan sympathisers or Pakistan. Elon Musk, who succeeded Dorsey as CEO, also acknowledged the strict rules in India regarding social media content in April 2023. Evacuation efforts are set to intensify as Cyclone Bipurjoy approaches and is expected to make landfall near Jakhau Port in Gujarat's Kutch district. The government aims to evacuate people living within 10 km of the coast. Coastal districts including Kutch, Porbandar, Devbhumi, Dwarka, Jamnanagar, Junagar and Morbi have initiated the process of relocating residents residing near the coastline. The India Meteorological Department said the very severe cyclonic storm was centred around the Arabian Sea. It is projected to cross Saurastra and Kutch near Jakhau port by the evening of 15th of June. The evacuation will be carried out in two phases, starting with people living within 0 to 5 km off the seashore, followed by those within 5 to 10 km. Priority will be given to vulnerable groups, such as children, pregnant women and the elderly. The National Disaster Response Force and State Disaster Response Force have deployed 12 teams, each to assist in the affected district. The cyclone warning has led to the suspension of fishing activities and the relocation of workers in Kandla port area. The IMD has issued warnings of heavy rainfall, strong winds and rough sea conditions in the affected regions. Precautionary measures, including additional NDRF teams, have also been stationed in Mumbai. The Enforcement Directorate carried out searches at multiple locations, including the residence of Tamil Nadu Power and Excise Minister Senthil Balaji, as part of his investigations into an alleged job scam. The searches encompassed 12 locations, including 10 in Karur and a couple in Chennai. The minister's brother's house and his auditor were also among the places searched. The ED's action came after the Supreme Court overruled the Madras High Court's dismissal of the ED's summons in a money laundering case. When notified about the searches, Balaji, who was on a morning walk, promptly returned and expressed readiness to cooperate with the investigation. He said, and I quote, Be it the Income Tax Department or the ED, we are prepared to fully cooperate with them, unquote. 
Prior to the ED searches, over 40 premises linked to Balaji has been searched by the Income Tax Department. Balaji recently faced criticism for alleged power outages near Chennai International Airport during Union Home Minister Amit Shah's convoy movement. The power outage led to protests by BJP cadres who claimed it was pre-planned by the DMK. Today, two separate operations in Jammu and Kashmir's Poonch and Rajori districts resulted in the seizure of drugs worth crores. Three suspected drug peddlers were caught by a police court at the Rhali Bridge in Rajori and 3.8 kgs of charas was recovered from them. The drug was concealed in a specially created compartment in the vehicle's left window. In Poonch, 2 kilograms of heroin was recovered from a forest near Bagyaldara village. The recovery was made following the disclosure of Mohammad Rashid, who was previously arrested under anti-terrorism laws. Now, he has also been booked under Narcotics, Drugs and Psychotropic Substances Act. Police also recovered 7 lakh rupees in cash, believed to be the proceeds of terrorism, at the disclosure of another arrested individual, Mohammad Safir. Russia allegedly launched an overnight massive missile attack on civilian buildings in Krivivrih. It is the hometown of Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky. The attack resulted in at least six deaths and several injuries. There were drone attacks on civilian buildings in Kharkiv and Kyiv as well. Reports said Kyiv's defences successfully repelled the air attacks. Russia has not yet responded to these accusations. The missile strikes occurred as Ukraine launched a counter-offensive against Russian forces and reportedly recaptured seven settlements. President Zelensky shared a video of Kriviri on his Telegram channel, showing burning buildings being extinguished following the Russian missile attack. The authenticity of the events in the video was verified by a Reuters witness at the scene. Kharkiv Mayor Ihor Terikov also confirmed damage to a utility company and a warehouse. Air alerts were also sounded in Dnipropetrovsk, Donetsk and Poltava regions. Listeners, the media industry is changing around the world. Many are forced to close due to a failing business model, some under government pressure and some are acquired by moguls who intend to masquerade propaganda as journalism. The Indian media ecosystem too is under pressure with news organisations facing legal cases and government scrutiny. A new series of reports, commentaries and videos will explore these issues. Help us tell these stories by contributing to the Press Freedom Fund. We're able to bring you our reports and analysis only because you've got our back. Subscribe to newslaundry.com and pay to keep news free. Our subscription starts at only 300 rupees a month. That's all the news we have for you today. Have a good day or good night depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow. News Laundry is possible because of our paying subscribers. We don't run on corporate or government ads. You too can be part of changing the news model. Go to newslaundry.com slash subscription. Be a part of the community that pays to keep news independent. For the smoothest News Laundry experience, download our app. Watch our shows, listen to our podcasts, read our reports. Stay informed. Pay for news. Protect democracy. Save the world. Save the world.